Hello okay. there. Welcome back to episode 80. That's right. Episode 80 of Star Wars in the Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars. We can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And first of all, we gotta talk, before we get into anything in this episode, we gotta talk about the epic confrontation. Um, this is coming out on Friday, trivia is coming out on Wednesday, so we can talk about Epic Confrontation 1, and what a victory that was for Jared. What a victory that was. Connor made him work for it, uh, and Spencer absolutely kept up with both of them throughout it all, but what a win for Jared. Yeah. That was, that was an incredible match, I so enjoyed seeing that happen, I so enjoyed writing the questions, and I'm, like, even more hyped now than ever to see... Michael McCoy versus Alden Diaz next month. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, sorry, I just had to get that out of the way because I'm so, I, I'm still like because we're we're recording this um because we just got off that match we did that a match a few days ago and it was just so much fun it was just so much fun. Yeah, it was um, a lot. Of, it was a, it was a great time. It was a great time. Uh, go check out the Nerd Academy podcast. They're doing great stuff over there. They actually just had me on. Go, ch- go check them out. I was on Nights in the Republic episode 100 talking with Jared and Spencer and Connor about Lego Star Wars and Skywalker Saga. Um, uh, and also, it, it serves as a bit of a preview for the trivia stuff because it was the three of them on the show with me before the three of them were off the show with us uh, in that match. So, um, But yeah, we're going to talk about uh, today we are talking about um, the uh, one hour, 25 minute mark to the two hour, eight minute mark of Revenge of the Sith, then the Clone Wars episode Victory and Death, and then the last like five, six minutes of Revenge of the Sith after that. Um, you it's ready? the Revenge of the Sandwich, if you will. The Revenge of the Sandwich. Victor- Sa- Victory and Sandwich. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the Sandwich War. But anyway, um, do you want to get started into this? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so we open with um, a, a couple of a few scenes. We're cutting through um, the aftermath of Order sixty six. Yoda saying his farewells to the Wookiees, taking off. Um, Bail Organa trying to get in contact with contact with Obi Wan, who has escaped Commander Cody on Utapau. Um, Anakin reunites with Padme. Um, Padme starts to suspect that something is wrong. Anakin and Padme talk. Anakin's like, the Jedi did this, the Jedi did that. He says he has a special mission from the Chancellor. So he jets off to Mustafar, where he slaughters all of the Separatist leadership. Meanwhile, Palpatine, of course, giving his big speech, um, the First Galactic Empire and all that jazz. Obi-Wan and Yoda... Uh, during during the uh, during the special um, during that special session of the Senate, Obi Wan and Yoda sneak back into the Jedi Temple. They recalibrate the code that was uh, fraudulently put in place to tell the Jedi to come back to Coruscant. They tell all the Jedi to um, go into hiding and don't come back to the Jedi Temple. Um, Yoda and Obi Wan discover. That it was Anakin who was going through the temple with the 501st Legion, slaughtering every Jedi he could find. Um, Yoda gives Obi-Wan the assignment of going to neutralize Anakin. He says he will confront Darth Sidious. 
So of course Obi Wan goes to Padme. It's a it's a gut wrenching moment, but Padme Padme is in shock that uh, Anakin has gone to the dark side. But Obi Wan tries to convince her. He reveals that he knows that um, Anakin is the father before he leaves. Um, so then Padme uh, journeys to Mustafar um, alone, but Obi-Wan uh, sneaks on board her ship. Anakin and Padme reunite on Mustafar, but Padme realizes that Obi-Wan was right and Anakin has changed. Um, Anakin, of course, um, chokes um, Padme when he realizes that Obi-Wan stowed, stowed on board. So then Obi-Wan and Anakin jump into the Duel of Fates. Simultaneously, Yoda comes back to the Senate, confronts Darth Sidious. They are both engaged in battle. They're both going at it. Um, uh, Yoda, however, is um, bested or overwhelmed by Sidious's power um, and realizes that uh, in his current state, with his heart aching, from the death of so many Jedi, he is in no state to take out the Sith Master. He retreats and is rescued by Bail Organa. Meanwhile, the duel rages on on Mustafar. Anakin eventually tries a dangerous maneuver and is struck down by Obi-Wan, who leaves him there on the lava bank, leaves him for dead. Palpatine finds Vader just in time as he is getting all nice and toasty in the lava, um, he rescues him, brings him back to Coruscant, and turns him into the Darth Vader that we know in the original trilogy. Meanwhile, Padme dies in childbirth, but not before giving the names Luke and Leia to her twins. And of course, we round it out with um, Luke and Leia being delivered by Obi-Wan, Bale, and Yoda to their new parents, um, uh, Leia as the Princess of Alderaan, also a fantastic book, by the way, go check that out. Yeah, and Luke child of as the a humble, yeah, and Luke as a humble farm boy on Tatooine. Yep. And we um, and really some of that will be covered after because of the chronology of this. Some of that will be covered after victory and death, the last little bit. But everything after Anakin be Anakin is physically turned into Darth Vader. All the like wrapping up yeah. stuff is going to be covered after that, but. Pretty much everything else, which is pretty much everything. Like this, this portion, the one hour twenty five minutes to the two hour eight minute mark, is like the crux of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it is. like I'm not saying nothing else happens in the first hour twenty five minutes though. It's very important, but like this is some of the most important stuff that happens in the entire film. Yeah, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. So, where do you want to start with this? Because this is just. This is just insanity. Well, we have, you know, we have Obi-Wan and Yoda escaping the clutches of Order 66. First of all, I find it interesting that Obi-Wan survives Order 66 because of water. So Obi-Wan is saved from death by water, and Anakin's later almost brought to death by fire. I don't know. You know, and and there's there's a lot of like water as as like a life giving thing for Star Wars. You know, the entire book of Boba Fett is is based around water as a life giving property. Yeah. Um. So is so is the redemption of Ben Solo in the Rise of Skywalker, on Kef Beer, sub, uh, uh, surrounded by as uh, our good friend Jared 
the Dark Jedi had once called it, I remember, the baptismal waters. Um, you know, he's being... That's a good one. He's being reborn. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that cannot be clear here. Um, uh, I also really love Obi- Obi-Wan. Look at what Obi-Wan departs Utapau in. The Grievous is Starfighter. It's Grievous a ship. Yeah. The world the galaxy turned upside down. The galaxy turned upside down. Like it does not matter anymore whose side you were on. It only matters now whose side you are on. Yeah. Obi-Wan is what Grievous was five hours ago before he died. An enemy of the Republic. Yeah. Which is great, which is insane to think about. Yep. And yet here we are. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, with that being said, also we have, of course, Yoda bidding his farewells to the Wookiees. Goodbye, um, Torfel. Goodbye. Need this fan service. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chewbacca's presence, I admit it's uh, a little uh, bit gratuitous. Yeah, I, I, we, I already talked about this last episode. I won't yeah. harp on it too much, but... Yeah, I mean, as a Chewbacca, as a big Wookiee fan, as a big Wookiee fan in general, as a big Chewbacca fan, um, I love... Um, I love seeing Chewbacca, and but yeah, this is a little bit but gratuitous. It, it, but I still think up. it's a, I, th- I still think it's a nice touch, you know, just adding on. Okay, okay, we get it. Here's some more, uh, here's some more shit that uh, Chewbacca went through. Yeah, um, if Chewbacca actually did anything in the in, in the this movie, like like here's my thing. I feel yeah. like like they're they're like split. The different strategy didn't really work. If he had been a blinking miss at cameo, that I would have been fine. If he'd actually played an important part in the movie, that would have been tied too. But like just wandering around for five minutes in the movie didn't really like do anything for me. Yeah. Like, he didn't actually do anything. Yeah, he didn't. Um He just kinda stood there and was Chewbacca. Yeah. But you know, as Obi-Wan and Bale escape, um it's crazy the way they aren't even comprehending comprehending how big this is. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. I said, the scramble right after Order 66, everyone lost in the dark, trying to comprehend what's happening, trying to pick up the pieces. I, I just find that so compelling for it, some reason. Um, it, it's it's incredibly the post order there the very there's a very like what do we do now feeling and it's yeah exactly it's absolutely like what, co- what comes now like what are we even what are we even doing. And and I and I think that there is a um and and I, and I and I think that like it is particularly freeing for us because everything we've been talking about in the prequel era has had an asterisk on it because we knew nothing mattered because Order sixty six was going to come anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like there were um, character growth, there was there was all that kind of stuff, but we knew the Republic was going to turn to the Empire and. And, and Order 66 didn't happen, which didn't, which, by the way, did not, like, decrease the value of any of the media. Uh, I think Star Wars does a very good job about it, uh, of that, actually, that, that even though we know what's going to happen, the media doesn't become less good because of it. Oh, absolutely. But still. That's, that's something that this doesn't, that's something that, in conjunction with this part of the Clone Wars, is an incredibly good job is done of, um, of kind of making it compelling, even though, even though we know, yeah, you know, 
Absolutely, and but I was gonna, I was also gonna say like being in a place where Palpatine is not pulling the strings anymore because he's pulled all the strings he needed to, and it is really the characters making their own decisions, not being manipulated by anybody else, and to have us like analyzing their actual decisions, like not made in service of some grand plan, it's pretty freeing, I gotta say. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um... I mean, um, what about Padme and Anakin's talk when Anakin returns? Uh, on Are you Coruscant? ready for that? Yeah, on Coruscant. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Or is there more? Like, what? What? What do you make of this? Because I there there, there is, there, I only have one thought about that, and that's that one line from uh from that conversation. Anakin turns away from uh so so Padme goes, "Oh, Anakin, what are you gonna do?" Yeah. And Anakin turns away and like almost mumbles, "I will not betray the Republic." Yeah, his it's, face is, is entirely shrouded in darkness. He's turned away from her. He's almost ashamed of what he's done, but he knows there's like not no turning back now. So like, yeah, he knows there's no turning back, and yet, so 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 it's it's very like this it, no longer. I like I refuse to call him Anakin in the script anymore I, I i want to call him vader you know what i mean because that's who he is anakin doesn't really exist anymore there is no there, there is no levity to this guy there is no there there, 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 there is no jedi hero we knew this, this is only the, like sat almost satanic crusader of darth vader that we yeah absolutely um and yet i mean it's just I, there's only so many times I could use the word heartbreaking and heart wrenching, but but that's what this is. It um, is. That's what all this is. It's so sad watching Anakin talk to Padme because even as everything is kind of crumbling and and coming apart at the seams, Anakin is still trying to hold it all together and and get the life that he wants um, um, for him and Padme. The, the the way he's talking, you know. The way he's like, we won't have to hide anymore. Everything will be different. Um, it's just, um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just heartbreaking, you know. Can just seeing seeing where he's going and and, what's and how far he's fallen to his psyche. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to get to Mustafar because there's some interesting symbolism with Mustafar that I actually quite adore. Here's what I'm talking about with Mustafar. So, due to the Star Wars virtual reality experience, Vader Immortal, we now know that Mustafar wasn't always like it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Mustafar used to be a lush planet, but then there is this artifact that got created that turned the entire planet into a, a hellish landscape called the Bright Star. And so what we're saying is the planet used to be this, like, heroic, almost, planet. You know what I mean? This, like, yeah. nice planet. But then it turned, like, basically to the dark side. Is there anybody we know going to that planet who might fit that description? Obi-Wan? Oh, come on, Jacob. Who are you thinking of? Anakin. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Anakin 
is but Mustafar of course, in, a lot of me, in, in, in a lot of ways. Like, and, like Anakin and Mustafar are kind of like, Vader and Mustafar are kind of kindred spirits because they've become these almost unrecognizable monsters from what they've, from what they were meant to be. Um, yeah. And eventually, um, the, uh, the bright star gets destroyed. Um, and, and, uh, Mustafar starts healing. But by the time of the Rise of Skywalker, there's only a small patch on Mustafar that's actually healed. While the rest is, like, incredible, it's still incredibly molten and all that kind of stuff. And it's because it's the same thing. Like, even if Vader's been dead for 50 years, it's going to take, or 100 years or whatever, it's going to take a long time for the galaxy to reel from the effects of his tyranny on the galaxy. Yeah. Which I think is incredibly insightful. Uh, not insightful. I think this is incredibly well executed. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, anything else on this part? You're ready to get to Anakin's kind of his his main event on Mustafar? I guess not the main event, but the the slaughtering of the separatist leaders. Yeah, yeah, because that is just he goes in. It is brutal. I it love how hollow it feels. That's the other thing. Like Anakin is doing something that that the Republic has always wanted to do in the war. Like, it, it's been a green yeah. goal of him and, like, and all of us through this, like, through the Clone Wars and watching the series and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. he fucking, like, cut down New Gunray. New Gunray's a son of a bitch. Like, we hate New Gunray. Yeah. But I don't feel he does anything it so as, easily. But I don't feel anything as New Gunray goes down. I don't feel anything as Papa Blesser goes down. I don't feel anything as Watt Tambor goes down except for boiling hatred at Anakin that he killed my boy Watt Tambor. Um... Yeah, <laughs> it's also hollow, uh, because it's not this heroic act. It is the act of a monster. It's the yeah. act of this horrible, horrible person. Yeah, it is, and and it also the way he does, just the way he does it so effortlessly. It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one hundred percent. I, I, it's, it's, it, it, it's, and like we got the, we got the yellow eyes too. Like the yellow eyes seals the deal with me with Anakin versus Vader. The yellow yep. eyes are haunting. You know somebody's gone bad when that's happened. Um, there's, a, there's a demonic sense to having those yellow eyes, like Palpatine does, like Maul does, like Vader does. It's incredible and it's terrifying. Yeah, it is. Um, let's. Uh, do, do we want to talk about Palpatine's special session of Congress? Yes, let's get to it. It's he is just. This is the moment that he's been waiting for. He is. This is now Emperor. This is that's Emperor Palpatine to you, and yes. he is in full full absolutely full swing he has been waiting for this moment for 30 years might i say this is the best scene in the movie you might i would I, be shocked I, but yeah this is the best scene in the movie I, I mean like it's it's a tie between this and plagueis like plagueis is very good but like 
the scene that Palpatine, the speech that Palpatine gives into the Senate is horrifying, and it horrifies me more and more with the real world, world parallels. You know, when I watched this for the first time, um, I was like, oh my god, this is horrifying. It's also it's like, like, I could never imagine people, uh, uh, people, like, buying into this sort of hatred and vitriol and all that kind of stuff. And then a few years ago, I heard this guy talking on television, stoking up fear and hatred and anger, just like Palpatine, with the fake news media! And the... and the phony elections, folks! And, yep. like, the rise of what Donald Trump has started to do and what the Republican Party has started to do in America, not to get too political on this, but like, is very, very, very similar to what Palpatine is doing in this scene. And by the way, I'm not making much of this up because George Lucas, and I will get to this later, admits, he fully admits that he based, there's one Anakin line later, Vader line, that he based off of a line from a speech by George W. Bush. Yeah, no, it's totally about like the rise of, of authoritarianism. Um, yeah, it it absolutely is. Yeah, Star Wars is inherently political, and this is one of the greatest scenes because of that. Yeah, um, you know, I you know, and and, and again, there's that line, of course, of. Uh, and and we, and we and you know we got to talk about this line. Um, it's a meme. It's become a meme, but it's it's incredibly prudent. If it may be a little bit on the nose, so this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. Yeah, there's that Lucas line that he gives as a lot of context for Revenge of the Sith. Democracies aren't overthrown; they're given away. Yeah, it's they're not taken; they're gladly gifted. That's that's exactly what happens. It is exactly here, you know? what happens, uh, and we've seen it happen in our real world too. Yeah, and and even with um with Palpatine, you know, obviously he is a maestro of of deception and manipulation and being the the mind twisting dark lord that he is. But even so, it's still incredible to see just what he pulls off when he gets like 90%, 80% of the, the Galactic Senate to be like, oh yeah, let's turn into an empire. Let's become a dictatorship. This is such a great idea. We need, or not even this is a great idea, but what we need this. We need to do this. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's a horrifying speech and, um, you know, there's there's that line, and this is this is one of the biggest breaks between memes and the movie. But we got to talk about like there are three memes in this scene. We already yeah. have um so the celebrity dies, but the one I want to talk about, which is a meme, but it's also just such a great manipulation tactic by Palpatine. The attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed, but yeah. I assure you, my resolve has never been stronger. Great line. <laughs> it's a horrifying line, is what it is. Yeah. It is a it, it it it's it's crazy how 
Palpatine simultaneously victimizes himself and makes himself seem stronger at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. This is like classic dictatorial things. He's like, oh, I'm doing it for our own safety, for our own security. I'm doing it because there was an attempt on power, like because... Yeah, you know, because something already because they're attacking went wrong. me, and by attacking yeah. me, no, they're not just attacking me; they're attacking you. Yeah, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there is a lot of there's a lot of comparisons I I could make, but I I know I think I'll leave that to our uh, to our listeners. You know, y'all know what's up. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so while that's happening, then of course, unless you have more to say. Um, 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 well, we gotta, I want to talk about the nail in the coffin. I just want to say the nail in the coffin words because they're also another meme because I'm, I'm keeping track of all the memes and, uh, I, I will reveal my final intention with the memes at the end. I told you, Jacob, this uh, earlier, but, um, but the Republic would be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a more yeah. safe and secure society and they just all applaud along yeah and that that the safe and secure society to me yep but that's where it is yeah that's like the, and by the way notice the that this takeover comparison. by the way other than like the jedi murder but notice that in every other way except for order 66 that this takeover is completely peaceful yeah <laughs> they hand it the the senate gladly just gives the over entire the republic over to palpatine yeah. And um uh yeah. should should we go to um I wanna talk about one more line on Mustafar before we go go on. Of course. The war is over! Lord Sidious promised us peace. Oh yeah. Such a good line. Anakin's like, no, no, no. No peace for you. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where, you know... New Conroy was one of the first dominoes to fall in Sidious' scheme. He was there doing evil stuff from the beginning. And yet he is disposed of like every other pawn of Sidious's when he's no longer needed. He yeah. was deceived by many of the same lies the entire galaxy was the entire time. But with the swipe of Anakin's lightsaber, with the swipe of Vader's lightsaber, he's gone. I almost feel bad for him. Almost. Yeah. It's 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 really great. Yeah. Um do you got anything else or should we go on to other things? I think we need to get on to Anakin and Yoda. And oh sorry, Obi-Wan and Yoda venturing into the temple. This opening scene, just watching them on the staircase, just knife through those clones. You know, yeah. Yoda has that one thing where he like jumps into the clone's face and like stabs him in the the chest. In the yeah. chest. Um, um like it, it, it Already, it's like a moment where you're like, oh, damn. But, like, after the Clone Wars, after everything that we know, 
that is just so much sadder and and hits it hit me so much harder you know realizing even yoda even Anna, even yoda who's a little more aloof from the war you know his experiences with the clones and obi-wan obviously his experiences with the clones all that camaraderie all the times they work together um use the force to save the clones butts all the times they like all their missions together and it's all kind of for naught in this moment when they're forced to um when they're kind of forced to to move against them to move against them to to get violent yeah. with them um yeah, um, it's, it's it's tragic. Very quickly in the temple because I don't have much in the temple, um, but um, what, but we gotta have we got two memes in the temple. The in, infamous "I can't watch anymore," um, and of course the other one um, when Aunt Obi Wan goes to see Padme. I've watched security holograms of him killing Youngling. Um. Do you have anything for inside the temple? Because there's a, there's a line when Palp when Anna, when Obi Wan goes to to confront Padme that I really want to get to. Um, anything for inside the temple? I mean, I mean, I I think just um, I I, I mean we haven't really gotten to the the surveillance part yet. So yeah, just Obi Wan saying, "Who could have done this?" Yeah, and then it cuts to to Anakin going absolutely nuts on the separatist council is is just an amazing cut. It's so chilling. Um, but yeah, on, on to you. What do you wanna What do you wanna take it from here? Well, also I want to point out this this thing too. Um, in the temple, um, Yoda sees all those dead bodies of the the younglings and the Padawans. Yeah, like he saw on Moraband. Like he did in absolutely. season six. Or, or wherever that was. The wellspring of light for wherever that was. Um, that vision came true. Um, and that, that, that's heartbreaking. But yeah, let's, let's talk about this line. And I want to tell you how pleasing this line was to hear from me. He was deceived by a lie. We all were. It appears that the Chancellor is behind everything, including the war. Palpatine is the Sith Lord we've been looking for. After the death of Count Dooku, Anakin became his new apprentice. Yeah. It's so nice to hear the heroes finally acknowledge the plan that we've been knowing it has been going on for like two and a half years now. Yeah. And but, yet it's and yet it's terrible because I mean it's, it's heartbreaking. Like, don't don't get me wrong, but like, like this, this, it's like, fine. It's it's finally great to just not be held in suspense anymore and be like you're so close. No, they finally got it now. The way, yeah, no, the way they do it is incredible. The way they do a lot of this Clone Wars is incredible because they're like, okay, we can inflict maximum pain by right after it's too late, we're going to have the hero, just when it's just too late enough for everything to be in motion, now the hero can find out how it all went down. Now they can find out Order 66. Now they can figure it out when it's already just, just too late. Just too late, yep. Absolutely. Um, I, I really do. I think that see, I, I, I just love that line being said. Um, and I, I think it was very important to get that line being said. Yeah. Um, 
What do you got next, Jacob? Man, oh man. I have a lot. Um, yeah. Should we go straight I mean, to Mustafar or should we not? I mean, I think we need to talk about Obi-Wan and his his moment. Um, you know, obviously, the Yoda line, you know, if into the security recordings, you go only, only pain, pain you'll find. You find. Yeah. But, but Obi-Wan, is, of course, being Obi-Wan, he's like, no, I have to know. And boy, does he find pain, let's just say. Um, oh, yeah. That moment is 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 incredible. Um, you enact his heart out. Even it's incredible for Obi Wan because even after he sees what Anakin has done, he still says to to Yoda, "I can't kill Obi Wan. He's my brother. I can't, I can't do this." Anakin, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't kill Anakin. He's my brother. I can't do this. And I obviously Yoda. I think he ultimately makes the right call, but that scene right there is oh my gosh. That one hurts. It really <laughs> that does. One is Absolutely, it really does hurt. Um, it 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 definitely does hurt. Um, should we go on to Mustafar? Other Mustafar stuff. You don't have anything. You don't have anything for that. You want to go on? Uh no, I don't. Yeah, I I I don't have a ton for that. I just wanted to kind of bring some attention to that little oh, scene yeah. of Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Seeing no, uh, seeing Anakin talking to, to talking it through with Yoda, just because I think it it was it emotionally that moment hit me so hard, and I think it's very, I think it's not talked about enough as such a great moment. Um, as I think a lot of these moments in Revenge of the Sith are not talked about enough. Um, Absolutely, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Um. Yeah. Um, so but with that let, being said, yeah. Let's, let's go let's to move on. send a message to the ships of the Trade Federation. All droid units must shut down immediately. And just like that, the CIS army, the Separatist army, the battle droids, gone. Like that. With, like, with basically six words. It's incredible to me how we see that these two armies were basically just disposable distractions for Palpatine. Yeah, they were. They really were. Palpatine, he does not care. He does not care, and it's frightening. It's just frightening to see all of that happen, you know what I mean? It is. It absolutely is. Um... Uh, and then Padme arrives on Mustafar, and I think we gotta talk about this, this, um, this Padme conversation with Vader. Oh yeah, the Pad Padme and Anakin talking is it's it heart it 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 breaks me every time. Yeah, but it's it's incredible. Um, like yeah. you, it, we kind of find out like Eli, you were right, we were right. He's always been afraid of Obi Wan turning on him. Um, we just get to see his full delusions about his power, how he was bringing peace. He's even going to overthrow the chancellor. I think the main upshot of this, of everything he's saying, when he just kind of like, like the way he just kind of goes completely off the rails, is like, we can rule the galaxy. We can overthrow the chancellor. We can do this. We can do that. No, everything's going to be perfect. It's going to be amazing is his overwhelming desire to use his power to save the ones he loves obviously and to take what he wants and make the life for himself that he wants and that's something that the jedi obviously with the jedi code with his devotion to the jedi that's something that he's kind of been held back from but now in revenge of the sith we kind of start to see him 
break through that hesitation and he's like no screw this i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna use my power like he's like i know i can be the most powerful person in the universe i can take whatever i want i can build a life for myself that i want um which kind of going back through his life to the very beginning is something that he's never been able to do he's never had enough i wait be it first it was not enough agency with the jedi then in the later years of the jedi just not enough power, not enough agency, both those things. And that's when he finally, this is when he finally starts to crack. Yeah. Um, I, there, there is that line and this is the, this is the real turning point for me. Um, you know, I, Padme says to Anakin, Anakin, all all I want is your love. And Vader yeah. replies, love won't save you, Padme. Only my new Only powers, my new powers can do well. that. Such a good line. <laughs> it is, like, it, again, that line sucks in terms of dialogue writing, but it works perfectly here. Like, I don't like it in terms of dialogue writing, but it works perfectly here. It shows exactly how far Anakin's gone. Like, he is, he, he is obsessed with like, preventing things with his new power. You know what I mean? Um, it's... I, I wrote here, Vader's main goal isn't Padme anymore. It's the act of being able to save her. Yeah. Uh, it's not about her feelings anymore. It's just about him being able to yeah. save her. Exactly. Like, he doesn't... It's It's a reflection. As much as he loves her, and as much as he's desperate to save her, it's a reflection. The way... the the His change of... of Kind of the, his change in mindset that we see here is a reflection of the fact that he um like like it becomes to him about his like you said yeah it becomes about his own power it becomes about i we've talked about this i remember we talked about this with all diaz psychological complexity of anakin skywalker um if you're if you're listening to this if you haven't listened to that go back and check it out great Please episode all diaz Really great podcaster. He had a lot of great things to say. Um, so that's a great one to go check out from the vault. If you're Absolutely. something more. Um, the way that he becomes so not only possessive, but he becomes manic in his kind of desire to... He doesn't see it this way, but by the end, by the end of his time as Anakin, before he becomes Vader, it's kind of this manic desire to to have be kind of bend everything and everyone that he loves to his will um yeah it, it, and and he doesn't really understand that other people can can have profoundly different experiences and and perspectives and wants and needs and values you know um and that that is kind of his undoing yeah in the end. Um, Anakin, I gotta do, do what I mean. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. You're going down a path I can't follow. I don't know you anymore because of yeah. Obi-Wan. Um, because of you, because you, what, what you've done, what you plan to do. Liar! There's three memes. Just knocked out of the park. Um, uh, and 
Then Vader does the unthinkable. Vader force chokes his own wife. Yeah. That is the moment where it's become very clear that Anakin that, that Anakin's gone and that's Vader. Because Yeah. That's the second unforgivable act. The first was Mace Windu. Yeah, and and this is this is extremely is such an extremely important one as well because the whole point of Anakin going to the dark side was to keep Padme safe. And now he's harmed yeah. her. That's kind of the essence. That's that's that right there is the essence of the of the dark side of Anakin's journey. Yep. So try as you might. Like Yep. You became the very thing he swore yep. to destroy. Uh, and and uh and Obi-Wan says that to him. You know, there's that, they're, they're all, that entire, those entire, that entire dialogue sequence between Anakin and, uh, and uh, between Vader and Obi-Wan. You turned her against me! You have done that yourself! Yeah. You have allowed this dark lord to twist your mind until now, until now you've become the very thing you swore to destroy. Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. I brought peace! Freedom! Justice and security to my new empire. Your new empire. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and then I want to call attention to this line. I, I really, this is something I found that's really crazy to me. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Yeah, this preamble is so good. That line specific. So here's, here, here's something interesting. Um... Nine days after the terrible 9-11 assault on the Twin Towers in New York City, George W. Bush gave an address to both houses of Congress of the United States. Uh, nine days, September 20, Either and, and in the speech he said, either you're with us or you're with the terrorists. He was issuing that threat to other countries. It is a... Anakin's line, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy, is yeah. a direct steal from that line. Specifically, George Lucas has confirmed this on many occasions. Star Wars is inherently political, and Star Wars is a lot about the effect of certain, um, I don't want to put the blame, but I'm going to, Republican presidents. <laughs> like, let's be real. Original trilogy was the Nixon trilogy. The prequel yeah. trilogy was the Bush trilogy. Yeah. And the sequel trilogy I mean it was it was Johnson as well, because if 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 uh the, the originals Yeah, but that like... was about um that was kind of about about um Vietnam, so it's impossible to ignore his hand in that as well. Yeah, a little bit Johnson, but but Johnson but but it was about like the whole Nixon because of the whole Empire thing. Like specifically the Empire was was what uh Lucas was worried about what Nixon was going to do with the executive branch after um, after the extension yeah, of that's true. After um, if he had been uh, if he had resigned due to the Watergate scandal, um, there were talks of him trying to ex uh, amend the Constitution of Nixon trying to amend the Constitution for a third term, um, and uh, Lucas was very inspired by that from what I know, um, and you know the. The prequels didn't start out as the Bush trilogy, but they very much became the Bush trilogy. And I would argue the same thing with the sequels and Trump. Like, yeah. they didn't start, like, like both Force Awakens and 
um, Phantom Menace were, were released before Bush and uh, before Trump and Bush came into office, respectively. But the last two were made in those terms, and I feel like are very much reactions to that. Um, yeah, I'd say more so for um, I'd say more so for um, the prequels. Yeah, the prequels. I think yeah. the prequels were a bit more political. I think the sequels. Um, I think the sequels kind of uh, for better or for worse, kind of shied away from that yeah. a little bit more to be a little bit more marketable. Unfortunately, I guess I would say yeah, for mm, worse. But um, maybe I, I, I again, I feel like you can't like for for me that Rise of Skywalker scene, like the there are more of us Poe. Like, that was very, like, that, I feel like that had a lot of similarities to what we all experienced in the 2020 election. Like, perhaps. I but, mean, that was, that was before, though, so. I, I know, but, like, it was an aspirational thing. Um, yeah. But, but Maybe. again, it was, it was, that, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, um, I disagree, but all right. But, um, yeah. I'll accept it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know, especially in some of the earlier parts of Revenge of the Sith, I kind of, I was on it for the dialogue, you know, said, you know, a bit of it's, it's a little clunky, but this entire Mustafar scene, um, everything, uh, Anakin talking to Padme, Anakin talking to Obi-Wan, I think the dialogue here is, I, I couldn't get enough of it, because it's, every it's very single good. line, it's just very good, every single line, I think is so perfect, and especially having, you know, having with the Clone Wars, with everything that we know, every single line is just so laden with with meaning and and every single line just makes 20 different things from the clone wars and from attack of the clones flash through my mind it's just so the dialogue here is just so compelling um it's so tight yes it is a it is a little bit dramatic um it's a it's a bit um but but that's Reg the sith for you yeah it's a bit it's a bit of a it's very very space opera y yeah and this kind of reminds you that yes star wars is is commonly referred to as a space opera for yeah. a reason and it's moments like this that it do, it does it well though it does it well i'll say that um the di it, it works perfectly for once for once in the prequels i think for all the things i love about them the dialogue often not one of them no complaints here absolutely yeah. no complaints absolutely i i agree with you um uh, we also have to talk about um, the line after, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. To which Vader, of course, responds, are you sure about that? And Obi-Wan says, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, you've all seen the memes, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I certainly have. Now we have, our, now we have our dual fights. We have Vader and Obi-Wan, and we have Yoda and Sidious. Um... I will admit to you, I like one of these duels a lot more than the other one, but I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about both of these duels. Oh man, um, I think it's great the way they cut back and forth in between them, the way they they lay out those parallels. Um, obviously, I think the the drama is a little bit heightened by watching them all cut together, as you can do, as I have done many times on YouTube. Um, but oh my goodness duel of the fates battle of the heroes are you saying battle of the yeah battle of the heroes um so yeah not duel of the fates yeah battle of the heroes might just be my favorite lightsaber duel in star wars it might just be the mm -hmm. the the way 
they the intro to it the transition into the duel the choreography is just so fast and fluent it's absolutely perfect you know for the context of them knowing each other so well i feel like i'm able to overlook the fact that hey this seems a little bit too elaborate at times it just works and it works perfectly the variety of moves and locations is perfect the way they they almost both fall into lava and die many times um just because they're willing to go to such extremes because they they just have that drive to defeat each other their resolve both anakin and obi or both vader and obi-wan's resolve both their resolves are so strong um and yeah this just makes for a really legendary star wars moment yeah absolutely it is it is it is truly a legendary star wars moment um, I think that if this duel were a minute and a half shorter, Battle of Heroes, it would have been perfect. I think it goes. You on thought it was too long. Too, I think it was. I think Battle of Heroes goes on for a little too long. Yeah. I personally, I loved the way it felt so drawn out. I loved the way it was like, oh, they are completely evenly matched because they know each other so well. They literally are predicting each other's every move. I think it's. I, I think it's. I love the way it felt more um drawn out more epic um but i understand if you thought otherwise yeah no because it's undeniably it's undeniably um baroque shall we say but i think that's a good thing yeah i used to be a bigger i will say this i used to be a bigger fan of um of uh sidious and yoda's duel than i am now like, I like them both as duelists, but you gotta admit, both of them are kind of silly as duelists. And it works against non-silly duelists, but you want to have two, like, really silly duelists fighting against each other. It doesn't really work. Like, you know, yeah. Sidious is doing his thing with his weird lunges and all that kind of stuff. And there's that, like, whole, there's whole, that, there's that whole, like, groan he does, you know what I mean? Like, the, when he's, when he's, that, when he does that blade block with, with Yoda, he goes, ah! Like, that's really weird. And then Yoda's flipping all over the place, but he's not dealing with somebody who's, like, calmly countering those. He's dealing with somebody who also does not know how to light Timber Duel. That's yeah. just my opinion, though. Yeah, it's, I mean... Yeah, as for the Yoda duel, um, I think that my my favorite part is their kind of their little trash talking segment um, before it begins. Yoda, um, sorry man, your miss your line about misplaced faith in um, in Palpatine's apprentice eh, about twenty years too early. Just yeah. a cool two decades off, but you know yeah. he ended up being right. He he had he did have the last laugh. Yeah, I, I will um, say um, my favorite line from Yoda in the preamble to this fight is at an end your rule is and not short enough it was. Like, I love that Yoda like just had his entire order collapse around him and yet he can still dish out sass to Sidious like it's no one's business. Yeah. Like, I, I legitimately love that. I, I, that it's, yeah. it's why Yoda's one of my favorite, like, he still can be like the 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 gremlin Yoda, even after like the entire Jedi has just like completely died out, died around him. Like yeah. what a legend, man! Yeah, absolutely. The way he goes at Yoda, whoosh. it's great. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and like, and there, there is a, there is definitely a part of this. I will say this to you, Jacob. There is definitely a part of both of these fights where, like, when Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting on that narrow pipe, and when Palpatine's chucking Senate paws at Yoda, there is very much of a Revenge of the Sith factor. I, I, I feel in this, which is like the over the top factor. Like, we get it. The duels are supposed to be epic, but we really had to go this far. Yeah. We really had to go chucking the Senate this far. Yeah. I just keep thinking just about the the um the the robot um the robot chicken thing where you know you got the claymation Palpatine saying, I, I threw the Senate at him. The whole, the whole Senate. Senate. Yeah. And that that's a bit what it feels like where it's like, oh man, that's yeah, a bit over the top. Um but obviously Yoda put up a great fight, but he just wasn't in the right. Uh, he just wasn't in the right mindset, um, unfortunately, with what had just happened. Um, I think uh, on a good day he could probably put up more of a fight against Sidious. Yeah, I mean, but again, I, I do love. Sorry, go ahead. Again, he is again. He's very demoralized right now. Yeah, incredibly demoralized. That being said, I do love um, the little parallel between yoda dropping out of a out of a hatch dropping out of a vertical hatch um into the speeder in revenge of the sith and luke dropping out of a similar hatch into um into the falcon in the empire strikes back in both yeah. those moments you know obviously suffering horrendous uh horrendous defeats yeah and and I, I love that delivery by Frank Oz of Yoda's line, into exile, I must go. Failed, I have. Is this just like, the, you hear the gravity of Yoda realize like, oh shit, I fucked up here. This is on yeah. me. Yeah. Um, uh, also, by the way, um, we have five memes in the next minute of content, so I just want to um, <laughs> I want to get through all of them very quickly. Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil! From my point of view, the Jedi are evil! Well, then you are lost! More fighting ensues. It's over, Anakin! Say it with me. I have the high ground! <laughs> Don't try it! You underestimate my power. Don't try it! And then, of course, the, the, um, the infamous speech. You were the chosen one! It was a thing you destroyed us, did not join them! Bring balance to the force! Don't leave it in darkness! Nay, I do! You're my brother, Anakin! I love you! Okay, I dispensed with all the means. Um. But, do we want. Let's talk about the, the final conclusion of Vader and, um and Obi-Wan's fight, because it is easily the best part of the fight. Yeah, absolutely. And... Like... I, I really do love, um... The speech that Anakin... that, that, that Obi-Wan gives to Vader is heartbreaking. 
it just it just works in all the in all the most horrifying and just gut wrenching ways. Yeah. It is it is absolutely gut wrenching. It, it it really is, and I and you know, there's also the like um you know, and, and I'd love to talk about the immolation scene. The Anakin being burned. Yeah. Literally the fire and the lava are burning away the last of what remained of Anakin's humanity. He is being turned into this machine by this fire and by this like ultimate destructive material on Mustafar, this destructive planet. Yeah. Um and you know it's hard to figure out what's more disgusting. The Anakin the burnt to a crisp Anakin lying there on the Mustafar shores or what Palpatine will eventually make him into. Yeah. It's also to me Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, it's it's upsetting, despite what we see. Obvi- obviously, we know the context. It's still absolutely heart wrenching to watch Obi Wan leave him there. To watch Obi Wan leave him for dead. Yeah. It, it, but, I mean, what choice does he really have? He's like, my apprentice is gone. This is not the person I knew. Yeah. It's... And and that that bit of dialogue there also. I I mean, obviously. Like, you were my brother, you said you were supposed to, you were my brother Anakin, I loved you, and then before that, you know, you it was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them, you know, it's just, that that part is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's just, it, it's just tragic, it is just tragic. Um, and, yeah. It, I it's 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 sickening to me. Um, do we want to get to Polis Massa? Um, let me see if I have anything. Yeah, I mean Obi Wan's defeat of Anakin. I just in my notes I just put fuck. What is there even to say? Yep. Because what like I first time I watched it in a few years, it is just seared into my mind now. It is like of everything, of everything that this movie and 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 the way that we've been watching it it's just one gut punch after another but yep. even so it stands out that moment it, it is seared into my mind and it stands out it is the most it is one of the most chilling stomach churning eye moistening yeah forehead aching moments i've ever watched <laughs> like 100%. as because you know being such a big being such a big Star Wars fan, obviously, um, it hits pretty hard. Um, yeah, uh, Polis Massa. I mean, but I mean, Palpatine finding Vader. I don't have a lot for that. I mean, I remember reading somewhere that this was the moment, or a kind of Palpatine seeing um, seeing how Vader had been kind of defeated and humiliated by Obi Wan, who he had been sent to kill. Or or he had been kind of supposed to kill, I guess. And Anakin then being put in the suit, Vader being put in the suit. It was in that moment he realized that Vader would wouldn't be the perfect apprentice. His power wouldn't be at 100%, and that he wouldn't be the perfect tool to um 
to perpetuate the legacy of the Sith. What do yeah. you think about that? I mean, I, I know that's a legend concept, but it works really well in canon because we see in the Darth Vader comic, written by, masterfully written by Mr. Charles Soule, that Palpatine tries to replace Vader in that comic like every five seconds. He does, yeah. Like, it, like he always fails because Anakin always de- defeats whoever he's trying to replace him with, but, it, but like, you know, he still tries, you know, uh, and... Yeah. And and it's made very clear to Vader that he is a pawn of Palpatine, but he's not special as a pawn of Palpatine. He can be replaced the moment somebody better comes along. Yeah. I guess the one thing that makes him special is that until Luke, no one better comes along. Yep. Even though Palpatine, even though Palpatine, as we see in these comics, Palpatine is kind of constantly testing him, constantly trying to trying to like kind of get vader he's constantly kind of trying to goad vader into but he's like oh don't you want to betray me he's constantly putting in positions to betray him and yet he vader really is that guy yep. up until return of the jedi up until return of the jedi you know he's just that guy yep um and and, and, and like if we want to incorporate legends in there um the one time he gets defeated between um between uh uh, what was it? The one at time he gets defeated between uh, Sith and Jedi is by Starkiller in that game. And what does uh, in the Force Unleashed? And what does Palpatine immediately do to Starkiller? He's like, okay, 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 I see you're better than Vader. Join me and kill him and become my new apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 right yeah. out of his playbook. <laughs> uh, it is like That's literally nice. right out of his playbook. Um, this moment. <laughs> Uh, I, but so, by the way, I love that they just go to this random fucking asteroid and all that. It's like, all yeah. the, it's the most random and out of nowhere part of this movie, and I love it so much. Yeah. They're just like, well, we gotta go somewhere. Asteroid it is. Polis Massa. Yeah. Whatever the um, hell that is. So, I also gotta say the parallel of Anakin and Padme both losing their lives in, in a way. But then gaining new life at the same time, Padme through Luke and Leia and Anakin through the suit. Yeah. And like those simultaneous ways, like the birth being like the light side and the like, and Vader is being the dark side is like poetry. Yeah. It just works. It um, is absolutely, especially considering that, especially for Leia, I think, you know, I, I understand thinking about it now i understand much more why you were kind of pissed off that that um that kind of the way that um gosh uh, padme had kind of gotten um kind of gotten the short end of the stick yeah um, in in revenge of the sith um because realizing what she meant in universe in the real world you know it really makes me glad that we have leia and yet when we consider everything that that padme did everything that she was in the clone wars like what do you think of padme in the clone wars the images that pop in your mind this great leader brave resourceful amazing and then in revenge of the sith all we get to see of her is oh anakin i'm scared anakin what's wrong anakin yeah please come home and then oh she 
for all the power of the Star Wars universe, she dies in childbirth. And and no no, you know how she dies? We gotta talk about this line because like I'm not gonna harp on this line because again I don't like being super negative on this show. Jacob, how did she die? She lost the will to live. She lost the will to live. I mean, wasn't there something where, in, in, maybe it's in Legends, or maybe it was a, a some kind of a, a fan headcanon thing. There was so, there's something that alleges that it was she died because Palpatine was somehow like draining her life energy to sustain Anakin or something. Yeah, I know that theory. You I don't know anything I don't, about that. I don't, I don't That's agree just with a it. theory, right? I, yeah, it's a theory, and I don't yeah. agree with it. I think yeah, she, she died weird. from the choking and the childbirth. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that like all that effort and strain put on her body just killed her. Um, that that is my personal opinion. I think losing the will to live is like maybe one of the most stupid lines of dialogue in the nine movies. Yeah, by far. It could have just been like, I mean, I think it it it, it is kind of pa- like like losing the will to live is a is a real thing. But Padme, really? Yeah. I think it is kind of poetic and 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 tragic. When you really think, if I if you just kind of accept it and suspend disbelief, it's ama- It's kind of not amazing, but it's it's astonishing. You know, thinking, oh my gosh, Padme, this this kind of indomitable, formidable, strong, resilient character has has been heartbroken by Anakin to the point where she's just yeah. See, I don't, I don't I don't agree with that. Like but... I think. If you suspend disbelief a little bit, it makes it, it, it makes for a really a really punchy ending to her story emotionally. If it works, but it for also you. kind of it also like I'm I'm torn about whether or not it works for me. Okay, I think in 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 context of the story to make it hit emotionally, it absolutely works. Um, and the more you think about it. Like, if you suspend disbelief on the line sounding dumb, the more you think about it, the more you're like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Oh, my God, that's so sad. But at the same time, for Padme as a character, she she deserves better, I think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still not very... I, I don't vibe with it myself, but whatever. Let's move on. Um... But we get we 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 but but let's talk about Luke and Leia. We welcome Luke and Leia Skywalker into the galaxy, and it is so incredibly rewarding watching them being born, knowing that we are going to through the next ye- many years in a galaxy watch their lives play out. We're gonna see yeah. them being born. We're gonna see them grow up. We're gonna see them grow old, and we're gonna see them die. There's something incredibly poetic about that and incredibly heartfelt about, you know, knowing the life they have ahead of them and knowing all the challenges and all the successes and everything in between that they're going to face. I don't know. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I mean, even among all the tragedy, that is the end of this this movie um gosh um i mean yeah that that moment when the the twin sun starts playing um and then when um when twin sun starts playing and then when um leia's theme starts playing oh my gosh goosebumps like that moment right there 
Oh my yeah. goodness gracious, it is so good. And then we got and then we got to rise Lord Vader. We got to rise Lord Vader. It seems in your anger you killed her. Jacob, say the word with me, okay? No! Or as Backstroke of the West would say, Do not want! (laughs) Yeah, Um, I mean... What is there to say about this moment? (laughs) It's incredible. It's... I know it's been me to death, but seeing Vader fully realize everything and just break down in that new suit of armor voiced by James Earl Jones is cinema. Yeah. There's no other obviously, way to say it. It is yeah. just cinema. Yeah. I think, obviously, like I say, talking about Anakin kind of trying to take things into his own hands and use his power to kind of sculpt his own life, I guess you would say, beyond the Jedi, kind of, like I said before, you know, take take what he wants, use his power for him and Padme. I think it's in this moment um, this is kind of the final act in everything crumbling. When after after everything with um with that you know that scene with Padme, um, when they're both looking out and crying, where I said you know this kind of represents Anakin realizing that things aren't going to be the way he wants them to be. Um, this is kind of the the final moment when he realizes, oh, they're really not going to be how I want them to be. I'm in this suit. Padme is dead. The Jedi are gone. I now have to be the dark apprentice of Palpatine. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of the the final um it's a final moment of 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 realization for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Um do you got anything else or should we go on to victory and death finally? um no just absolutely iconic um but palpatine when he says in your anger you killed her while it is a it is kind of a what i told you was true from a certain point of view moment but also that is kind of the lie the fib that that um that becomes palpatine's undoing when Vader realizes Palpatine lied to him, she did have her kids. Yeah. And that ends up creating so much of the doubt and, and resentment that build up in Vader towards his master over the years. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, with that said, shall we? Um, yep, we should. Victory and death? Yep, let's do it. In victory and death, um, uh, Ahsoka and Vex manage to escape the clone troopers and make their own plan. Uh, Maul destroys the hyperdrive and they emerge from hyperspace on the extremely damaged George Star Destroyer above the moon. Um, eventually, Ahsoka and uh, Rex find a shuttle um, in the hangar, but they also see um, they also see Jesse and the rest of the clones waiting in the hangar for them. Um, eventually, they fight their way through the clones. Ahsoka very careful not to kill any of them. Maul escapes in the shuttle. Ahsoka pulls him back in the in in, in uh, with the force, but eventually it, it comes it becomes a choice between um, uh, capturing him and saving Rex, and she chooses Rex. 
Um, the next few minutes are uh, a mad skydiving sequence where um, Ahsoka tries to fall onto a, a Republic Y-Wing that Rex is trying to fly away from the wreckage of the Star Destroyer. Uh, the Star Destroyer completely um, crashes to the ground and Ahsoka um, and Rex make it out. Several days later, they uh, Ahsoka drops her lightsabers to, to frame her, uh, to, to fake her death and puts the clone trooper helmets on spikes. We then flash forward several years later. The, the planet has uh, frozen over, there's snow, uh, and the planet and the moon is visited by Darth Vader and the Empire. Uh, Darth Vader picks up Ahsoka's lightsaber, ignites it, remembers the life he used to have with his former Padawan, um, sees the convoy, Ahsoka's like bird, flying above him, and then finally departs, leaving us with the final shot of the Clone Wars, which is the infamous Clone Trooper helmet lying in the snow. Should we, should we get really to fantastic. it? Fantastic. Um, it, it, yeah. This is one of my. This is my second favorite episode of the Clone Wars, second only to the Deserve. So I had to yeah. do the summary. Let's, of it. let's get to it. Um, yeah. Um. Where where do you, where do we even start? I just realized that we kind of went through all of Revenge of the Sith, which I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it works anyway. Um. So where do we start with victory and death? <laughs> uh, I want to talk about uh. You know, I want I want to talk about the the ultimate moral dilemma that 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 they're um that they that they that Ahsoka and um Rex face in this episode to kill the clones or to not kill the clones because we see and this has been pointed out a lot like Ahsoka makes a very clear choice not to kill the clones and then Obi Wan and Yoda just slice and dice through them in Revenge of the Sith. Who do you think's right? I think. I think obviously Ahsoka, it's an amazing decision that she makes. It just, it's such a culmination of her story, everything, her benevolence, the way that she kind of represents the best of the Jedi, you know, um, while even while not being a Jedi herself, you know, she'd taken all these lessons from Anakin, Obi-Wan, Plo Koon, Yoda, Padme, everyone who she's been, been mentored by, um, everyone who's kind of contributed to her um, brilliance um, and she kind of becomes the best version of herself. I think in that moment by making, making that choice where even faced with impossible odds, life-threatening situation, Rex is begging her to do it. He's like, no, I'm not going to kill these clones. Like they were my brothers before, before uh, they turned. Um, so you think Ahsoka made the right choice? I think Ahsoka made the right choice. I think, obviously, Obi-Wan and, and Yoda killing clones. Um, I honestly think they're justified, too, um, in that situation. You know, they don't know what the hell is happening. Um, they, much more so than Ahsoka, can't mess around because of their, their goal when they were doing that, which is basically they were making a Hail Mary to try and save every possible Jedi by changing that signal that they could. Yeah. And... They didn't really have as much room. They didn't have as much wiggle room in what they were trying to do. So although it hurts to see, it's 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 understandable for me. My ultimate take is that Ahsoka, I believe, is right, but I don't blame Obi Wan and Yoda for doing what they did. Um, yeah, very simple. That's my take. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, um, so, what do you got from the beginning of this episode? Beginning of this episode. I mean, obviously, the opening shot, the ship in hyperspace, the music, it's absolutely insane. Um, we, we see, you know, Maul destroying the hyperdrive. Um, that's interesting to me that Maul would do that, putting himself in great danger. I think that just caps off his character journey. Um, yes and no. For the Mandalorian, I think, or for um, that kind of caps off his journey through the Clone Wars. Um, I think that um, his story in the Clone Wars is one of seeking revenge, um, and this is one final kind of act of empty revenge. He gains nothing. Um, he's just doing it out of spite and hatred. Yeah, he very and much it's, does yeah, that. It's, in it's, it's too, his though. last crazed, crazed act, and it, that carries over into Rebels. That definitely yeah. carries over. He, into he Rebels. does a lot of like weird, like um, his his entire death episode is basically just needless revenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what I really love, so I gotta say, seeing Jesse, who, you know, is this kind-hearted soldier, you know he would do anything for the Republic, be transformed yeah. into this cold-blooded, like, man of the law, is horrifying. Yeah. And... You know, you hate to see what those inhibitor chips do. It's 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 horrifying what what inhibitor chips do. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm personally horrified by it. Um, but then we get to that choice that Ahsoka makes. I want to get to the choice Ahsoka makes. Um, between capturing Maul. And saving Rex. Or some might say she chooses to save what she loves, not fight what she hates. And isn't that the whole point of Star Wars anyway? Yeah. This is very much what Rose was talking about in The Last Jedi. Ahsoka, you know... Maul was never the point of this arc. The point of this arc was the relationship between Rex and Ahsoka and Ahsoka and the war's relationship and how those two relationships are going to come to some sort of conclusion after the war ends. That's, yeah. just, that's just the bottom line to it. Maul was an ancillary idea and to go after him only serves Ahsoka's own hatred, which yeah. does not go go well for her. It would not go well for her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, side note, I, I think the, the opening of the hangar doors, did you did you take note of that scene at all? And uh, they just, the moon shows up. I think that was an insane moment. It is. I, I love, is so beautiful, I, I so adore well this entire action sequence of the ship going down and them escaping in the Y-Wing, by yeah, the way. It's very cool. By the way, uh, Thomas Harper, we have mentioned Y-Wings. Yay. <laughs> um, uh, but 
Uh, but yeah, I love actually the Y-Wing's representation of this because it's a Republic vehicle that later gets used by the Rebels. So it is this very transitionary uh, ship. Um, and, you know, the Republic goes crashing to the ground. The Star Destroyer represents all of what the Republic used to be and, and what its fate was. Um, which is that it all went crashing to the ground. Uh, which is, which is shocking, and it's dramatic, and it's horrifying. Um, and it, 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 it's really terrifying. Uh, and I, I love the falling sequence. I love all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and I love this. Can we go ahead to the flash forward a few years? I want to talk about the flash forward because I got a rare. The Vader yeah. flash forward? Yeah. Before we get to that, Absolutely. I guess a few more notes I have. Um, mm -hmm. This is just such an amazing... I think while it doesn't stand on its own quite as well as the other ones because it's more action heavy, this is an amazing episode. This is an amazing sequence. Um, the, the choice, again, another of Ahsoka's choices, the choice she makes to let Maul go and save Rex... Obviously, a little bit of an easier choice, I would say, but a great one for her. Nevertheless, um, the Y-Wing freefall is absolutely incredible. Um, but just the the absolute tragedy of you know, seeing the clones kind of scramble, the rest of the clones scramble and struggle as Rex and Ahsoka make their escape and realizing that those clones, through no fault of their own, through that chip, have now been sentenced to die in this in this uh burning crashing ship um that is such a gut punch it, it really is it's it's it is yeah. really really terrible it's it's terrible it's and i mean the burial scene as well burying um, the dead yeah yeah it's 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 great i think because i i saw it almost as a funeral a goodbye not just for those clones but uh, for every clone for the war itself for the republic you know the last thing we see it pans over we see jesse's helmet that's the final helmet that's revealed with the republic crest front and center and for every clone all the, the other ones that, that have ahsoka's markings on it yeah and know? the one yeah the it's for every clone that we've ever known and loved um through all these amazing clone war stories this is goodbye for them this is one era ending and another beginning yeah nearly all of them yeah now you can rant go right ahead <laughs> So, I love seeing the original trilogy technologies in the flash forward and all that kind of stuff. See those in the Clone Wars animation is great. The Condor is great. The they're uh, picking up lights are great. I gotta talk about the helmet in the snow, people. Let's do this. The helmet in the snow is one of the most beautiful shots in any Star Wars. Send tweet. The helmet in the snow is the entire symbolism of the of the war. You know, the Empire is winning the Clone War. So Vader is, of course, reflected in that clone helmet. It's broken, shattered on the ground, just like the Republic is. You know, it's it's this it's this transitionary past. The, the helmet is painted like Ahsoka, showing their form, uh, their, you know, their former loyalty to her and how that flipped on a dime with this inhibitor chip. And, you know, this is the... This is a, this is the sh this is the shattered remains of a helmet of a soldier who, in the large scheme of things, didn't matter, but 
yet defined an entire era. You know, there's a reason why this was called the Clone Wars. There's a reason why this conflict was called the Clone Wars, and yet we probably never saw this specific clone in the series. Um, it, the Helmet in the Snow absolutely rocked my world on May 4th, uh, 2020 when it came out, and I love it so much. It's why this episode is as good as it is for me. End of Tyrant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what must Vader have been thinking as he held Ahsoka light, Ahsoka's lightsaber? Absolutely. The the and the convoy as well. The convoy, man. The that convoy, detail, man. That hit yeah. me because oh my gosh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's such an amazing ending. It is also Not by the way something somewhere in this is my other favorite thing about this thing somewhere in that helmet somewhere in that helmet it like there's a lot of darkness you know there's a lot of bleak imagery in there. But you know what's also in that helmet? A tiny bit. If you squint really hard, you can see it. The light. Hope. And it's that one spark of hope that's going to eventually light a fire that's going to save the galaxy. It will. It will, it will, will indeed. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, this is it. We are kissing the Clone Wars goodbye. Absolutely. Um, as can, a we, can we, can we uh, quickly... Uh, talk about the arrest of sith i didn't didn't we didn't we finish it no i guess really. we didn't talk about the um no 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 we had a little more left yeah yeah okay um, so but i just want to mention this one um oh we want to say i will take the child um and watch over him coming may 27th 2022 <laughs> obi-wan yeah. kenobi yeah perfect timing on disney plus perfect timing. um yeah i mean first off going straight from vader mourning padme's death from him realizing what he's done straight to panning the the panning shot on naboo um and and then we see right that one like sunny shot before the funeral just like realizing not only in the moment but over the course of time what vader has given up in trying to save Padme, in trying to save their relationship, in trying to take everything and make a better life for himself, a life that he wants, a life without the Jedi, he has lost it all. And it makes yeah. me think back, and it it breaks my heart, making me think back to, you know, Attack of the Clones, just the two of them picnicking on Naboo, falling in love yep. three years later, and it's all gone. It, it's 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 just tragic. Um, I also got to talk about um, Obi Wan taking Luke and to Owen and Beru on Tatooine. You oh, know, yeah. they they end the the Rent of Sith the same way they start New Hope, staring at the twin suns. It's as true then as it is. It, it, it's as true now as it is then. Is and it's going to be then. Even in all this darkness, there's always going to be that spark of hope. And that's what I love about Star Wars. This is the darkest Star Wars has ever been, and there's still hope. Yeah, I love that as well. Um, just that that ending shot, the twin suns. Goodness gracious, what a moment! Perfect. Get chills every time I see it. Yeah, it's just great. Um, and that's it for our coverage of the Clone Wars on Star Wars and yeah. Galaxy. Wow. I, end of the I era. Can't believe end it. of the prequel era. Yeah. We did it. It's the end of an era. 
Um, it's the end of an era, but it's the start of a new one. Um, thank you so much for yeah. listening to season 10 of Star Wars in the Galaxy. Um, I forgot to mention, I took down all these memes, and now I can tell you officially there was a meme every 2 minutes and 16 seconds in Revenge of the Sith. That's insane. It is, it is insane. certifiably crazy. That That is on average. There are gaps as short as 3 seconds and as long as 11 and a half minutes. But like, the average of all of them is 2 minutes and 16 seconds. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening to all of our coverage. We're going to do a Revenge of the Sith and Clone Wars retrospective next week. We're going to take the week off after that because of Celebration. We hope to see as many of you possible there, because we're going to be at Celebration on Friday, um, and on Saturday and Sunday. We're not going to be on Friday, but the, the last two days, Saturday and Sunday, we're go going to be there, and we're so excited. Um, then we're going to do our full Clone Wars retrospective, and then, Jacob, we're going to be taking a look. We're going to be taking a look at some more clones, but which specific clones, Jacob? We will be taking a look at the Bad Batch. Absolutely, we will. The one and only. The one and only Bad Batch. Um, and we're excited to cover all of that. But thank you so much for listening to all of our coverage of all of this. Uh, all, all, of, all of this Clone Wars content. Um, and, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at IndieGalaxyPod. Instagram at Star Wars in a Galaxy. Listen to us. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast, we'll be there. If we're not, SWNAGalaxy at gmail.com. Email us. Um, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help with our visibility. And in the meantime, may the Force be with you, but not just now, but always.